1: yak gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs go to yakgadget.com. eastport marina on the beautiful shores of dale hollow lake for all your lodging kayaking and fishing needs go to eastport.info now let's get this show started what's going on facebook live youtube podcast listeners Welcome back. Hey, how are you doing, sir? What up, man? Not much, brother. Just uh, getting ready for the old ICAST, you know?
2: Yes, it's right around the corner, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we're... Uh... Shoot, today's Thursday. We're a little less than two weeks away. A little less. Looking sure forward to it. Helpful. It's always fun down there, you know.
2: I was almost sorry.
1: Uh, to go. What's that? I
2: said I was almost. I was almost okay to go.
1: Yeah, A little, little disappointed in you on that one, but that's all right. That's all right. It's not why yeah. we're here. No. <laughs> uh, boys, girls, uh, if you're watching, uh, go down in that lower left-hand corner, hit that share button. Let's get some folks in here. As we're going along talking, if you guys got any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat and we will get those answered for you. We got Mr. Sturgeon Steve Carroll in the house tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking about a number of different things, some uh, cool stuff that Steve's got going on. And uh, obviously he's known for chasing big sturgeon, but he also chases other fish as well. Um, but he's he's been doing some cool stuff with some cameras, some trailers, things like that. Uh not sure how deep we're gonna get, but um definitely want to touch on that stuff and uh should be a good time. Should we get him in here? Should we make him wait? We should, we should he him. he had a little little camera, camera audio issue. Actually, the camera was fine, it was the audio that he suffered yeah.
3: on, but let's
1: get him in here mr steve how are you doing sir
3: doing good finally glad to get hooked up with you guys again sorry about that audio problem earlier man it was just one thing after another
1: that's what happens when you live in the middle of nowhere bro you you can use that excuse So, uh, I mean, Steve's a return guest. We've had him on a couple times. Obviously, we, uh, we talked heavy about sturgeon fishing from a kayak and stuff like that, man. But uh, for those that may not know who you are, let's, uh, let's get a little background on you, man. Where you're from, uh, how you got into kayak fishing and all that good stuff, buddy.
3: Yeah, sure. Sounds good. So, um, I'm from Caldwell, Idaho, just on the outskirts of uh, Boise. And, um, you know, I got into kayak fishing um god it seems like a decade ago now but uh just started out catfishing right um just catfishing from a kayak on the snake river and then um got into some a couple of bass tournaments just on the old lifetime tamarack right that's everyone's favorite boat that's that's what gets you hooked the first first kayak's like essentially free um and then uh i i just i fell in love with the sport and once i realized that hey we had sturgeon in the snake river and it all just it all just came together for me it was just taking one passion tying it to another passion which was uh kayak fishing tying it to sturgeon fishing and then we wound up with some a couple of near-death experiences and then we learned a lot we moved on (laughs) and uh it's been a ride yeah i mean uh
1: I, I guess it's you know, it is the middle of the summer, man, but I think it's a it's a good story. And I know we talked about it one time and uh l- maybe let's touch on that again because it, it, I think there's a valuable lesson in that, you know, and I'll let you two kind of tell the story, but I will preference this. Like I have never heard Jay as scared and distraught as he did when he called me after this. That whole incident went down um but you know you were prepared you knew what was up and uh you know obviously you're still sitting here today so that's obviously a good thing so maybe run us through that man like cold water gear stuff like that what went down and how that all worked out
3: yeah so um Oh man, that was just a that was a heck of a day, but it was a day that we had prepared for. So that's the most important thing is preparation. Is you got to dress for going in the water, especially when you're targeting big game species, right? Um, I think this was in November, Jay, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And um, we have one of those river illusions where the current's going one way and the the wind is going upriver, so it gives you that odd effect that. The water is actually staying still, so you get uh, complacent on, you know, what's actually happening with the water. Um, I think this was Jay's second time or third time out, and we had a hard time on his first trip hooking up with the fish and landing. So, you know, we were getting a little greedy. We had too many rods out, and uh, we essentially got tangled up, and, you know, we just had the, the sterns of the kayaks on the, on the shoreline. And the bows were just kind of out in the water, but out just enough to, to be problematic. And as I'm sitting there trying to get one of the lines untangled, um, I feel like I'm not in any kind of danger. And then all of a, all of a sudden I hear Jay just go, Steve. And he, he said it in a way that was like, I knew what was happening next. I look up and I'm I'm already going over. And <clears throat> I flip over, I'm in my dry suit, the water's 40 something degrees the air temp was pretty chilly that day. Um, and we, we did, we did have a, a good breeze, like a 10 to 15 mile an hour wind. Uh, so none of that was, was helping, but, uh, we're both wearing life jackets. Um, I had means of escape on my life jacket. I had, uh, uh, the NRS, uh, co-pilot knife. and also yep. had, uh, some fillet knives and some scissors all handy, but, um, boat's upside down i'm you know it's a pretty steep drop from where we're at on the bank to a, a 40 foot drop and i'm just trying to stay calm and collected and all of a sudden i start feeling the, the sturgeon lines which are heavy braided lines or i think we we're fishing with monofilament at that time it's 60 pound mono and i could feel it stretching across my back and i'm like we gotta i gotta get out of the situation the Kayak's upside down i'm in this heavy gear and I told Jay, just throw the rod, just get rid of it, just throw the rod. So we we threw one of the rods in the, into the water. We had uh, two left. Um, eventually, we got turned right side right, we got flipped back to where we needed it to be, and uh, all the rods went in the water. One of them was leashed off. That was the one that was in front of me. And then I we got one. We reeled one of them back in because it was still tangled up. But we did we did lose one one expensive setup, but. You know, all the sturgeon weights, baits, all that stuff just gone. But well, uh,
2: I, think, I think the thing is, too, is, you know, you're mentioning all like, you know, what's going on. But what they're not hearing is that we were in a we were in a 40 foot hole. It was a really strong eddy. Um, like so it was like a turbine where we were, because remember, everything kind of just got turned around super quick. That's why the lines got tangled. And yep. if you would have went out, the current was so strong, it just would have took you out from where we were. yeah, it was, I mean, it was a it was sketchy. It was I was like legit scared at this point because you know, I had I had dried lowers, but I didn't have a dry upper, and I had a stupid duck hunting jacket on. And I'm realizing now that like if I go over, I was like, I'm gonna take on water quick and I am screwed and it was cold. It was super cold. If you remember that, like it was just too rough where we were, but yeah, I mean, when, and when the rods came out, I had, I had two rods in both hands or like one rod in each hand and they were pulling me from one side to the other. And then I'm like having to make decisions like, you know, cause you were first like, don't, don't drop the rods. Don't drop the rods. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like the kayaks right here, you're right there. And I'm like, uh, so I let one go. I think I held on to one. um, And then you swam over and I kind of settled it down for a second because it was like, obviously, you know, you're like, holy crap, I'm in the cold water. Thank God you wore the dry suit that day, the full dry suit. Because um, remember, that was like kind of a last minute decision, I think, to use that one. Um, Yeah, but uh, I was
3: uh, planning on hopping into the Sidewinder bibs that I've got. And I was like, you yeah. know. It's it you better be safe and sorry, right? You got the equipment, it's better to have it and not needed to need it than need it, not have it. Oh yeah. So
1: well and I think too, like one thing you guys didn't mention is you guys are in the middle of nowhere, like far away yeah. from civilization, right? Well, we're, oh, we're yeah.
2: by a highway, but like nobody's gonna see you. And I think there's like sure. one house over there, right, Steve? And we don't even know if anybody lives there full time.
3: Yeah, no, it's uh it's cutting through the middle of farmland the highway does run adjacent to it but if if there was a situation you know it's just the guys that you have with you that are gonna gonna be able to rescue it you you have to be able to do deep water reentry, and uh you know you have to be able to assist anyone that's in your party to be able to get back into their boat and just have the right gear got to be ready to 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 go into the water and staying calm is 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 so critically important uh especially in a, a dangerous situation like that but uh um you know a lot of good takeaways from it got a lot of good lessons learned uh more of a respect for the water cuz you know it it it's a it's a devious one right you know when you got the you got the river going one way and the wind going another it creates an effect i don't know what the name of that effect's called but it makes it look like it's still yeah and it gives you a false sense of security but under just right under the surface it's a ton of current
2: yeah cuz getting back was murder I mean, it was, man. I think because I was in the pedal drive and you were in the Cuda. I
3: yeah, I was in the time. Cuda HD.
2: Yeah. So I'm not ever gonna be in a Cuda, but uh, <laughs> I've never really trusted those ones anyway. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Me and that Cuda just don't get along. But um, but I was in like the Cusa HD or FD at that point, and I'll tell you what, that current was bad. It was probably. I want the rough one of the roughest times I've ever had going back. I mean, I walked some of that in the water in the bibs because I just couldn't pedal against the current. It was just so difficult.
3: Yeah, speaking of uh speaking of kayaks, you know, I've since gotten rid of the CUDA HD. It was a great boat for me when I was a uh, fifty pounds lighter. Uh, but I since moved up and uh you know picked up a big rig. I actually bought that big rig off of you. And uh yeah. so now I got the two pedal drives, the big rig and the, the the CUSA FD. And man, I really wanted that color pattern, that green and black. I think it's called Wicked and Jackson only yep. made it for one year. I think it was two thousand nineteen or yep. I think it was yeah. twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen for sure. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, she caught a she caught a couple hundred feet of fish now since I picked it up from you. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: uh, Rena, right man, well, I know uh, like that wasn't the way we initially thought we'd start this out, but I mean, you brought mention to it, and I, I mean, it's it's always good to re- go back and revisit that stuff. You never know who it can help in certain situations you know what i mean
3: yep absolutely right on man yeah so oh, go for it no go ahead go ahead so we uh you know i was gonna i was gonna talk a little bit about that that trailer setup so that boat you know i i'm from idaho jay's from illinois at that time he he moved clear to tennessee now but that trailer that I brought out to Illinois to pick up that boat, that's the trailer that I made all these modifications to. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today um, is being efficient with your time, being efficient at the ramp, being efficient on the water. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a couple of uh, accessory upgrades, some thinking outside the box that are that I believe are ideas that are going to really help anglers, um, especially on the tournament scene. Right. We um, we just had the NRS open up at Dwarf Shack, phenomenal fishery. Um, just beautiful. If, if, if heaven has a bass fishing lake, it's, it's Dwarf shack nine pounds, smallies have been caught. there, just tanks. So NRS and David Foyt and those, those guys they put on this open and it was just a phenomenal event. I think there was like 44 anglers or so, um, you know, big, big prize package payout. You know, if the, if the NRS boys are watching, thanks again for that. It was incredible. But, uh, what I realized is when we were up there, um, I've got a single, single wide jet ski trailer. And when you're tournament fishing, man, you have to, you have to be efficient at the ramp. You can't be sitting um, at the ramp trying to unload all your stuff, unload all your rods, unload all your gear and get them staged and then launch your boats. You want to do that up in the parking lot. So I was thinking, how can we do this so that we can load all of our boats in the parking lot and then just wet launch and away we go. So come tournament morning, we're hitting the water and getting to the spots we need to get to. And that makes all the difference. If you're trying to fish some points that are right within launching distance and you're trying to beat the next guy. Um, so I sent a link to a couple of pictures and I want to talk about that here for a second. <clears throat> if you guys are able to pull some of those up, um, taking a, a single wide jet ski trailer and, And building out these rack systems that allow you to put both boats, you know, one on top of each other. So you get the fuel savings, the fuel efficiency, you get that both boats riding in the draft of the car. Um, But you also get the benefit of being able to take it to a double wide uh, so that you can launch all your uh, gear. You can stage all your gear. You can get all that going before you hit the water. And that made a huge difference for me and my my co-angler. Uh, when we went out to, went out to door shack, Kyle Fitzpatrick, he took uh, fourth place up there. He had a tank of a smallie 20 and a half inch, uh, during the tournament, my pattern fell apart. I wound up way down in the, way down in the sticks, but, uh, you know, it happens, right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so this, uh, this, this rack system is, is all thinking of thinking outside the cage and it's a, it's a solution that I'm planning on, uh, building kits for as a bolt-on kit and selling it on the open market so so what we're looking at here this is um oh the picture that we just that's had one. up was yep so that one there um there's a lot of guys that uh, know the shorelander name when it comes to trailers right that's that's the 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 most popular single wide jet ski trailer and that's what this is this is a single wide jet ski trailer well how can that be right you got two boats sitting side by side isn't that thing going to tip over not exactly if you look up on the left you see we got a rod locker i'm going to talk about that here in a minute um, that provides enough counterbalance um, and stability to get that thing up and down the ramp both of those boats we can launch them without even having to strap them down so this is a pre-launch morning or i think this is one of the pre-fishing mornings uh got all of our gear set up we got that uh the new Black Pack Pro from from Yak Attack. That thing is incredible. Um, and if you cycle through to a couple of the other photos, uh, probably to that sequence, we can see the you know how the how the trailer is staged and how it uh, uh, folds apart to to give you that benefit of that turning double setup.
1: <clears throat> this is All the right. sequence, right?
3: yep okay so this this guy here this is um you know if we're able to zoom in just a little bit we can see we've got some angles on this on this trailer we got this cage that's on this trailer and uh, we got an accessory set of bunks and what happens is we take those arms right there those arms will fold out 90 degrees and they'll drop just a little bit lower And you pin them with some three-eighths over-center pins. And those accessory bunks that you see right there on the 45, those get mounted to the two arms that come out to the side of the boat or to the side of the trailer. And those get pinned to the two arms that come out. Now, the 45, if you go ahead and click through the sequence, you'll see how this plays out.
1: Uh, Let's see here. So those fold down. Yeah. Okay. And that go the bunks go right
3: on top of those arms. Yep. So you see those uh see those bunks just sitting there right on those arms? That 45 right there, that allows me, if I'm taking my daughters out, um, to drop that boat down from the upper down to that lower launch point, just all by myself. Um makes it a a whole lot easier than how I was doing it, trying to load the the bow up and then pick up the stern and then and, and then go that way well so, and
1: especially too because like that's a coos fd up top there man that's not a light boat i mean what 120 pounds or something it was
3: something or like eight. that
1: yeah
2: they're like they're like 130 with that seat and everything on there and the, the
3: yeah yep yeah, sure so those uh those racks allow you to take that upper boat slide it down those 45 degree rails and then stage it on the accessory bunks. And now you have a, um, attorney is what you can call it. Actually, we shouldn't call it that. I think someone, there's a trailer company that has attorney double, Um, but just a single watt jet ski trailer that now allows you to put two boats side by side, that gives you the benefit of staging all your equipment before you launch and having the ability to wet launch everything. And when we were testing this out, my buddy Kyle, he actually rode in the Kusa FD on the sidecar on the side arms off the ramp. He didn't even have to get out of the boat; just pulled right up to the parking spot, and away we went.
1: That's pretty badass. And you said it's that's just a, a, that's just a bolt-on thing that you came up with, correct?
3: Yep, that's exactly that's correct. Yeah, so this is a Shortlander trailer. I keep talking about that, but a Harbor Freight trailer and a shorelander trailer, you see a lot of guys who are in that price point who want the benefit of having the speed um, of, of being able to launch both boats at the same time, but don't want to spend, you know, buku bucks on, you know, a custom double-wide trailer. A, it takes up so much space in the yard. B, they're expensive. Um, and And C, the these shorelanders, I mean, you can pick them up for three, 400 bucks, uh, used, you know, across the country, same thing with those Harbor freight trailers. So what this solution is, this is a, a rack solution that I'm, I'm planning on launching here in August, uh, to go in addition with this rod locker system we'll talk about here in a second, but the whole rack system allows, or the whole rack system has been purpose designed, uh, to serve, Many multiple different needs. So those forty fives, you know, they assist with cu- bringing that boat down. They're also acting as a uh, a staging point for that accessory bunk because it's super important. You don't you don't want to just put the kayaks on on steel rails because I mean they're super slippery. You want to use um uh what is, what is that that coated those coated two by fours. It just seems to stick seems to grab the boats enough where you don't have to strap them down when you when you're going to launch them. There's sure. no worry about them. Don't no worry about them, uh, you know, sliding off if you have, uh, you know, like a steel rail that you're mounting to. Those things are pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. The carpeted bunks. Carpeted bunks. That's, that's it. So, that's cool, the other man. Thank you. The other thing that we're really excited about is this rod locker setup. So, I got a couple of photos. And I'm going to go into a, an in-depth video, a launch video here in a couple of weeks. Um, This will be available for for retail sale here coming up soon. But this takes um, rod staging to a whole new level. So that rod locker does a lot more than just hold 12 rods. It's got uh, compartments on the inside that are uh, designed in a way that you can have uh, three inches on the the right-hand side of additional storage space. So if you've got lights... Um, I think in one of these photos, I'm showing a, uh, an LED mounted to a Panfish Pro so that, you know, if you're launching in the middle of the night or the twilight hours of the early morning, you can have that light that you need. But you can store all that extra equipment right there in your rod locker. Right. There it is. There's the uh, there's the Yak Attack Panfish Pro. And it's that I tell you what, that little arm, that little Panfish Pro is something else because it swivels 360 so, you can put one of those little cheapo Amazon LEDs on there with a quarter 20 thread, and you can, you can light up the knot, you can light up the ramp, you can see everything. And having that lock and load system down below allows you to pivot that light uh, any degree you want to, to really get the, get the light that you need. So, we're trying to knock out a couple of uh, problems at the same time. Early morning tournament launching with the light and then rod staging and then kayak launching. So this, this system is a system that you can buy where you can buy the racks, you can buy the locker, or you can buy each one of them individually and make your kayak trailer your own. That's what this is all about. This is what kayak fishing has always been about is really taken uh, what you have and making it your own rigging, rigging a dream as they say. Right. So yeah. this helps, you know, you don't have to buy a full-on brand new purpose-built trailer. You can buy these racks and bolt them onto the side rails of your your existing trailer. And you buy this rod locker and just set it up on those racks, and away you go. You are AJ sport away. You've got uh, you know room for twelve rods. You got room for additional accessories inside that locker. You can mount so much stuff to that the top of that box. Uh, tons of sticker space. That's another thing. If you got a bunch of sponsors, you could just load that thing up. And the whole thing only weighs 85 pounds. Now, when we talk about those eight-inch PVC rod lockers, right, an eight-foot section is going to come in around 45 pounds, probably 50 pounds with the, the two end caps. So it's really not that much more than a traditional eight-inch PVC um, uh, rod carrier in terms of weight, but it offers so much more uh, capacity and so much more functionality, Um and what it what you don't see is when you drop those doors open I think if you go back to that one where you show that door open um, you got a, you got a table right you got a you got a table yeah. where you can stage all your gear you can stage tackle boxes and you got a condiment bench up there so how I use this I've got door shack was you know I had one of those little propane grills and yeah. I've got the Orion just right there on the tongue so I've got all my food stuff ready to go just through the grill on the on the, on the door there and had all the condiments up on top. I mean, there's there's so much more you can do with it. And that's what this is, is trying to get the most value out of uh, the the equipment that you have, right? The rod locker does multiple things. The, the, the yak racks do multiple things. Um, and it gives you that benefit of the fuel savings of that both those boats having a narrower profile uh, right on top of each other, just right in the vehicle draft. Um, doesn't consume as much real estate in your backyard if you had a double wide jet ski trailer you could have uh you know your traditional single wide and just buy these rack systems and away you go
1: that's super slick man super slick i just wanted to point out the best part of this this whole photo (laughs) that's (laughs) it just saying saying. saying. no dude it's uh, go ahead jay go ahead
2: I was gonna say since the like since the box is uh, steel and obviously the rest of it, I mean you can get like those aftermarket magnet lights that you can put on cars and stuff, and you can use that as well. I mean, um, you know it it looks super sturdy. And I and I should mention too, like Steve actually has a pretty vast knowledge of metals uh, and tolerances and all that good stuff. So the stuff that he's building is stuff that he's using himself. Um, and testing out in real time. Um, so anything that he's going to make in the future is definitely be tried and tested. And it's within specs that the the metal can actually handle, right?
3: Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, you know, we design for manufacturing, right? So a lot of processes, we try to uh, nest as many parts, pieces onto a single sheet as, as possible, We're trying to reduce labor by uh, going with that heavy-duty riveted construction. Um, these are some, these are hard hardware that we put on our diesel generator enclosures that we you know, we provide three megawatt, four megawatt backup power solutions for uh, big data centers like Amazon and uh, Microsoft and, and so on. So this, this, these are all components that have been tested, have been utilized for the past few decades. Uh, they have a proven track record of success. And all we're doing is taking the same, the same software, SolidWorks, uh, to, to, to model all these components to lay everything out in the flat and to get CNC uh, laser cut components. Everything just forms up, bolts up, rivets together uh, like it was designed that way. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's lightweight. It, it is just everything that I ever needed in, in terms of, of rod storage. Um, and I'll do a deeper dive on my on my YouTube channel, Surgeon Steve on, on YouTube, talking about uh The actual launch date of uh, when this will be available to the public, but it's going to be competitively priced um, somewhere in that uh, Yakima uh, rod locker range because it's, you know, it's not cheap. Steel's not cheap, but um, neither is labor, neither is the the powder coating. But, you know, what you're going to wind up with at the end of the day is a a more versatile product and uh, it's going to offer more solutions for storage uh, containment of all your other components, like, uh, your, your 360, uh, light, uh, your panfish pros, your, your all your rods. Um, it, it can just do so much more. Plus it's universal left and right hand. So if you wanted to mount it on the right side of your trailer versus the left, you can just swap the internals, um, and, and fasten them down and away you go.
1: Well, I like that, that you made it. So it's, it's virtually bolt on for any, any trailer, you know what I mean? Um, as far as like the rail, the rail system for the staging platform and, and, in the box as well, man, like, uh, I got a few ideas on where I could mount that either on my trailer or on my truck, you know, which is pretty slick.
3: Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, uh, thank you for that. It's, it's one of those things where there's a, there's a need for it. Right. You see a lot of these, uh, other boxes that guys will take two of them. Two four-foot boxes side by side, cut the middle out. But those are big, heavy 10-gauge boxes. Those are boxes that are used for hauling, you know, uh, cutoff saws, big hammers, big drills. Yeah. You know, they need to hang. You need to be able to handle all the abuse going down the highway. This is a uh, this is 16-gauge uh, material, uh, galvanile, and it's a uh, just a just a hair under a sixteenth of an inch in thickness. But because of how tightly compact and how uh, for, how how we've bent the components it offers just a a rock solid uh rock solid solution that thing is you're not flexing it it's 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 i want to say bulletproof but i know you can shoot through 16 gauge but (laughs) you know in terms of what we need it to do it's it's definitely serving uh, a very specific purpose
1: sounds like you just challenged jay to a duel he'll he'll try shooting (laughs) through that 16 gauge steel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't don't tempt him to try shooting through something. He gets excited. I know which one I picked him. <laughs> oh boy! See, no, I think but,
2: from a security standpoint, that thing is gonna do really well as well. Because I mean, you can use regular locks on there, right? I mean, you can. Well, yeah. some pretty tough stuff to get through.
3: So the the recessed handles offer two locking solutions, right? You have the keyed version, or they all come with keys. They all come with their own keys but you have the ability to not only key lock it but you can put a padlock over the t handle as well so you can actually have two locks on the same handle
1: Hmm. that's pretty (laughs) pretty slick man well i mean two right like everybody knows about you know the yakima rod box right and and the one thing like i like i have one personally the one thing i don't like about it is you know, security, like we're talking about. Yeah, it's got a lock on it, but at the end of the day, it's plastic. Somebody can pick up a rock, smash it, and you know, thirteen rods are now gone and in somebody else's hands. You know.
3: Yep that's uh, it's a big concern for everybody, right? It's just having that having that level of confidence with your gear. You know, having something that you know somebody's not going to be able to break into. Uh, you know when you're you're parked at a hotel and you know a sketchy part of the country for a tournament you want to know that you don't have to bring all your rods inside you just want to know that they're they're safe they're ready to go they're gonna be able to enjoy the ride uh securely and safely
1: so i i zoomed in on this handle and lock so obviously you get the key lock and then what you could put a padlock up above the handle there
3: Yep, right where your mouse cursors are just above it. You see those two little chrome deals there? Yeah. Um, those will those will pull out. Those are those are spring loaded, so they'll pull out and that'll give you the opportunity to put in uh whatever lock you can, whatever lock you want to, to fit in that T handle. So in addition to right. just a regular key lock, you can put your own master lock or your own uh pad paddle type lock on it. That's cool. And you got yeah. two
1: of them, obviously one on both sides of the box that's sweet yep
3: yep yep um, so that, go ahead good ahead. sorry yeah that makes it universal right so you can take it left hand right hand nice nice
1: i want to take a second to talk about this uh farm all <laughs> tractor i mean uh you a farmer <laughs> oh and a cat i didn't even notice the cat in the background bro <laughs> Here I am trying Don't to be a smartass, and I go to zoom in, <laughs> to zoom in on the tractor, and I notice the cat.
3: My bad. My bad. Yeah, no, that's uh, a. Yeah, yeah, that's a 1942 Farmall Cub. Uh, it's the smallest tractor that Farmall made, and uh, the thing actually runs. Uh, we hooked up the utility trailer to it in the winter time, and uh, that's what we go around town or in our little area singing Christmas carols on. The kids just absolutely love it, and nice. the one next to it the one next to it is my son's. It's a, it's an orchard crawler. It's a, it's a tracked tractor. But when my old man passed away, he left every single one of his grandkids had a, had, had a tractor. So, um, That's he was cool. an avid collector down in California.
1: That's super cool. Super cool. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to get sidetracked there. Um, you know, just me being, uh, <laughs> me being me, but, uh, <laughs> Super cool stuff, man. I I look forward to seeing where this goes, man. And I I love the idea because, like you said, there's so many times, and obviously we see it all the time online like, damn kayakers, you know, clogging up the ramp and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've always been like you. I like to rig up my stuff in the parking lot as you're getting ready and then just go down and launch the kayak. And this makes it
3: super, super easy, which is sweet. I like it. Well, the, the 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 benefit is that you can have an affordable solution to give you those uh, the the high dollar value trailer uh, benefit of you know having a, a big double wide, right? But you can have it in a small package, and you can still stash it in your backyard without it taking up too much real estate, right? You want that thing to be as compact as possible, but you also want it to be secure. You also want to be able to have. Uh, the reliability of it and that's what these uh the, this racking system provides with the solution that it provides gives you the benefit of that having that ability to launch both boats side by side and you can stage all your equipment right before you even get to the water and that is a huge time saver for for, for putting in and pulling out yeah
2: i would say that's probably where i get most annoyed is i just you know with all the stuff we got on these kayaks now it's so hard to get everything, st- like, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, well, set up, let's just say, even station, right? And I mean, I just remember pulling my truck down. All of a sudden, I'm pulling stuff out of crates, throwing it off to the side, hoping I don't forget something, and then I pull my truck up, then I go back down and put everything on the kayak that's pulled off to the side, you know, and then you got people waiting on you, and it's like, ah, it just drives me insane. I miss the days of being able to launch from a trailer.
3: I tell you what, it uh, when when it comes to tournament fishing, I would I would confidently say that most mistakes happen at the boat ramp, right? When you're in a hurry, you you, you forget stuff. Uh, there's been a couple of tournaments, man. I forgot my catch board, or oh man, I forgot I forgot this. I got to go back to the ramp. Well, yep. being able to stage in the parking lot gives you that time that you need to make sure that yes, you are AJ scored away. You have all the parts and pieces that you need for your for your tournament day and you don't have to second guess yourself you you know you're hitting the water with everything that you need
1: super slick man super yeah, it's super a, it's slick. a great
2: setup steve really it is i mean i i don't know why nobody's like even thought of it you know what i mean it's because when you see it now it's, it just seems so obvious but at the same rate you know not so much i mean it's i don't know i dig it man it looks really good it looks like very functional um you know to where you can you know, like you said launch two boats at the same time just uh again just the trailer launch the trailer launching aspect is just the best for me <laughs> for, at this point in my life you
1: yeah know. yeah it saves the back the arms yeah the legs like yeah it's it's huge huge being able to wet launch i know when you know i i think it was just this year i started Messing around with uh, wet launching my kayak off my trailer, and I'm like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: "Oh my god, this makes life so much easier."
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so like the first time word. I saw, like when I first saw somebody kicking a kayak out of the back of a bed, like with PVC <laughs> tubes, like off of it, and it just slid right in. I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> like, yeah, what? why, why I did that. I think
1: of it? <laughs> That's killer.
3: Yeah, that's uh that's that's Doorshack right there. That's a beautiful lake, man. Oh yeah. All the camping out there is great too. I think there's a photo in there of our camp spot that evening. Right there. Yeah. I mean it's just this is the place to go to get away. Cell phone reception is non existent. I mean, you're just one with nature. Beautiful, beautiful area, northern Idaho. Um hey. this Ponderay, Coeur d'Alene, Doorshack, that whole area.
2: Hey Steve, um, as far as far as that cooler goes, um, are you going to be offering any bolt on options? You know, bolt on options for coolers as well, like that one.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you know, there, we didn't talk about all the other accessories, um, but there's a there's a whole line of things that I'm I'm coming out with that I've used uh, in my time on the water, from specialty camera mounts to uh, custom uh, custom racks. Uh, to, to, to everything in between, you know, we just put a pretty big emphasis on the rack and rod locker system, but um, having a cooler on the trailer tongue, man, it is amazing. A, once you extend your tongue, that trailer tracks so much better, it, hands down. If you have a three-foot tongue, boom, make it six foot, save yourself, a ton of heartache, so much easier to back up, it tracks better, plus it gives you the opportunity to put so much more equipment just right on the front. And having a tr- or having this Orion having the Orion cooler right there on that tongue um, allows me to use J-bolts to bolt that thing down to that uh, down to the tongue, so it's it's not going anywhere. I've driven thousands of miles with it and uh, with no issues. Right, love that cooler, love the placement on it, and accessibility is is king. I use that cooler so much more now because it's so easier to access instead of having to lug a big cooler around in the back of the vehicle. It's always on the rig, uh, it's always on the trailer. So yes, that that, that uh, pad system down below, um, there'll be multiple sizes available uh, for purchase as well, uh, where you can uh, buy, it's a two by two 12 gauge formed uh, galvanile angle with a uh, uh, expanded metal mesh under uh, underside. So it's not gonna sit there and collect water. Uh, it'll have a bolt on system for, you know, three by three tongue trailers or three by two tongue trailers. And it, it's, it's been a huge game changer. But it gives me the right working height, too, uh, for for tying up rods. Um, just one more working surface, one more flat surface when you're out there getting ready to launch.
1: Well, not only that, too, right? Like, Jay, how many trips have we gone on? And we usually got one, maybe two coolers in the back of the truck. And it just it takes up a bunch of room in the bed of the truck. Yep. Now yep. that freezes
2: you're constantly sliding in and out it's like not yeah it's accessible but it's not i guess you know where depending on how you got what you've been through throughout the day or like past couple days sometimes i think it's buried a little bit
1: yeah yeah totally agree man and this takes all that crap out of there you know that's what i love about it and i've seen it too where like you know people put like those cargo boxes similar to what what your rod box is like on the front of the trailer so you could throw extra gear and stuff in there which is nice for sure because you can leave you know again leaves more storage room or or in your case right steve because you were driving like a crossover suv i think in that that one photo when the when you had the boats rigged up right oh yeah
3: the yep cx9
1: yeah so now you're freeing up more space in the car and for some of you road warriors that sleep in the car like having to pull stuff out of the car in order to sleep in your car there you go that saves that much more room you know
2: well there's also this i think steve
3: used to pull that thing with a mazda yeah well you know (laughs) when gas is almost almost six dollars a gallon you know there's no shame and pulling it with a little Mazda 3 when you're trying to travel a thousand miles round trip. Yeah. So,
2: this, Brian, Mazda 3, we are technically off-roading in some of these places. I'm not using technically. <laughs> we are absolutely off-roading, and this little car is so low to the ground, and we're driving in some, like, back-ass parts of Idaho. You know, I mean, as far as, like, you wouldn't take a car down these roads, is what I'm saying.
0: Sure. Like, sure.
2: you think truck like you know absolutely truck But <laughs> here we are pulling a trailer with a couple you know, a few kayaks and some gear on there and i mean that little mazda dude was taking it so you
3: know there's something yeah, you know what? when there's when you can get 30 miles to the gallon in that thing pulling both of those i it's a it's a no-brainer right so i know i prefer yeah. the cx-9 um but you know when i'm when i'm going by myself and it's just just my my own on my own trip i'm not taking anybody else i'll take the smaller vehicle just get that much better gas mileage right because that's another thing man uh i want to spend money on more tackle and spend money on more rods more equipment i don't want to spend money on gas so fuel savings is a huge thing for me so how can you get something small like this to have to, to live in that draft that vehicle draft to get the best most efficient profile uh so you're not uh you know you're not spending unnecessary amounts of fuel Oh, yeah.
1: Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it.
2: Yeah, it it looks good, dude. I really like the way it looks, man. It's
1: nice Super and compact. Stark.
2: Yeah, nice and compact. You know, it's still DIY, you know, and you could still do other stuff to it. I mean, I already see, you know, you got your lights. You could do LED lights. Uh, you could the magnet lights. You could bring out a little uh, power cell and just have some external lights. I mean, you can... You know, you could put a winch on there, I'm sure. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, there's plenty Absolutely. of room. For everything.
3: That's what That's what it's all about, rigging the dream, right? Now, one of the things that I'm going to add to my locker is I'm going to be adding a, uh, a couple of crossover racks, small ones. The thing, so the, the, the dimensions of the box are 97 and a half inches long. Uh, it's seven inches deep at the main body, uh, 13 inches high. Um, but I'm going to put these little racks on the top that'll allow me to put one of those 10 foot by 10 foot pop up tents. And I could just strap it right to the top of that locker, and boom, you know, if I'm if I'm going camping, and I need one of those pop up tents, that's one more thing I don't have to throw in the back of the CX9. I could just have it right there on the trailer.
1: That's that's so huge, dude. Being able to, like I said, going back to the cooler, just being able to save the room in the truck, the car, whatever, whatever vehicle you're using, you know, super huge. Because, I mean man there's been so many trips i've gone on and like my bed is stuffed full the back of my truck cab is stuffed full of stuff and if i could put half that stuff on my trailer oh my god and and have it bolted down or or secured down it's uh super good man super good
2: yeah i would even go one extra too like uh because um, I've seen plenty of guys do this. If you jackknife the trailer and the truck a little bit, you can hang uh, a, a kayak from your trailer to your truck. So then you can just sleep right by your truck, too.
1: Sure.
3: Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> get, a, get a little hammock yeah. set up. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's what I would think. Like If there's like a little eyelet or something. But yeah, whoever just posted that, you're right.
3: Because
2: that's Because I did that to mine, and it was cool you know, but this one looks, I I like this one. Uh, it's different, um, than mine. And I really like the setup of it and the, and I'm just at an age now where I just don't want, I just want to like boat launch. I mean, if this keeps up, it's either I'm getting a boat or I got to figure out how to do it with the kayak. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty much like I'm I'm just tired of pulling stuff out of crates and hustling. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just super over it. Um, and I just want things to be a lot easier And this. Seems to solve a lot of that. I remember the days of trailer launching. I mean, and that's what it's like. You, you get to take your time. You can still screw around. You know, you don't forget stuff. And then when you're good to go, you just, you know, boom, you're in the water and off you go. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I knew who posted that by the two beers at the end of that comment. It was uh, Big Daddy, a.k.a. John Rapp.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I knew a it was.
1: <laughs> I need to call you, John i'm not avoiding you i will call you buddy but uh no man it's dude i just love it you know that's what's great about kayak fishing right is a lot of this stuff has been like diy you know customization on the fly you know we see things that could serve better purpose in areas and stuff like that man and that's how a majority of these kayak accessory companies got started i mean like look at luther for instance uh you know it all started with that high viz you know uh light pole you know for those guys going out at night you know in the i think it was the atlantic ocean or something if my memory serves me correct they needed some kind of light so you know they didn't get run over by boats now look at yak attack right mr Riggin the dream here sturgeon steve is taking over that, <laughs> you know so, I mean, it, it's super cool, man. I, I love that aspect about the kayak fishing community, man. It's just some, some you know, I think it's almost every other day, right? Like we're scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, and we're like, oh, look at the way this dude has his boat set up. Or look at the way, you know, Steve's got his trailer set up and things like that, man. And we all pull from those ideas, which is super cool. And Steve, what you came up with, man, is super, super unique by far.
3: Well, thank you very much, yeah, the, you know I'm, I'm trying to talk to the guys that that want that that functionality but need that affordability. The guys sure. that 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 can't go spend dedicated money, you know three, four thousand bucks on a trailer, you know you can spend a lot less and get the same functionality and be able to do a lot more, especially with that rod locker setup because it's got a lot of flat surfaces. I mean, you can mount tons of things to it. You can poke any amount of holes in it that you want, put any kind of accessories, any kind of lights on the inside, any kind of racks on the top. It, it, it's really all about making it your own, rig, rigging it out, however, you, however it best serves you.
1: I want to kind of go sell my Yakima trailer now and just get
3: a jet ski trailer. <laughs> well, know. I actually, I had bought that trailer um off of a guy right just right out of his front yard. He was getting ready to haul it off to the dump. And uh, I, th- I think I spent like 40 bucks on a trailer and uh, I put a new tongue on it, welded the tongue on, put some fenders on it. And I'm really not into that trailer for very much money. And you're going to find deals like that all over the country. Also takes a little bit of elbow grease and uh, you know some bolt-on solutions. And then you have got a tournament setup that is you know, you're, you're, you're ready to rock. You got your cooler set up, you got your, your rod lockers, you got your, your, your stagers, uh, you got your wet launch functionality for two boats. Um, and the other thing too, is, you know, if I want to take that upper boat off, I can unpin that upper rack system and now I can put a cargo, uh, rack up on top for, for additional gear. So if I'm making a long haul to, to like a national championship or whatever, um, you know, I'd put that, cargo rack on there and just have all that extra space so that pin that pin concept of pinning your bunks down of pinning your your arms you know it 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 offers so much more flexibility on what you can do with it in the future
1: heck yeah man heck yeah i love it i love it um do we want to move on to the next thing
3: oh yeah um you know just got a ton of things that we've been working on right um a lot of you want me to play the video
1: clip first yeah let's let's go ahead and do that all right all right let me let me share that up and we'll we'll play this it's only
3: a couple seconds long so before we get into it though i need to give uh, uh credit to mr josh dolan uh he is one of the most dedicated anglers i've ever met in my entire life and this guy is a phenomenal video videographer phenomenal drone pilot this guy is a hundred percent chasing his passion and he put this promo video together for chasing these big alligator gar and these big uh white surgeon out here in idaho and in in texas with david graham so um this video clip that we're going to watch is from josh dolan's have rods will travel uh youtube channel and um he's got some big things coming he's got a big series that is is in the works. And this is just a promo clip from that. So I want to show you this, uh, this super unique shot that we got, uh, with some of the equipment that we designed here in Idaho. Um, that gives you a a perspective that no one else has. You really don't see these shots anywhere else on, on, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. Uh, these are one of a kind shots and we make the camera rigs to make these shots happen. Here we go. big old eight foot sturgeon just swimming by let's have oh, rodsville travel that's that's josh <laughs> josh dolan right there
1: so how how many casts did it take for him to end up with that sturgeon in the in the in the shot after the cast
3: well um i'm gonna say it was it was all done in one shot right but <laughs> we we all know that there's some 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 very cool video uh cinematic, uh, editing that has to happen in order to really be able to tell a story efficiently. And, um, in, in this particular shot, it was a casting shot, a sinking shot, and then an underwater each shot combined together to make one seamless. It looks like you, you cast the, the camera from the boat and then you stitch that together with another underwater shot. And then you stitch that together with, uh, you know, some footage that you have of some fish swimming by. But together, you know, it tells a story of this is where we're at, this is what we're doing, this is what we're fishing for, this is how we're doing it. So in order to make that happen, you know, we're in the river, we're in the current, and um, we're able to get these shots because uh, the, the 360 cameras that have come out lately, you know, they're, they're incredible. You can do so much stuff with them. And you need a mount to be able to put the center of gravity in a way so that you can get that shot without all your uh, gear in the in the frame. And then you also need another camera rig to be able to put that camera in current down at the bottom of the water um, with bait attached to it, right? So you need all those you need all those different devices to be able to get shots like that. And that's a you know I don't I don't have any on hand. They're back at the house, but um, those will be available. Uh, later this year as well for, for purchase if you want to get uh, a couple shots like that and some underwater shots, um, those would be available.
1: I need that in my life. Actually, I need my cameraman to come back yeah. to get those shots, but uh, we won't bring yeah, that up tonight. We'll,
2: we'll, yeah, we'll be near each other a uh, couple of weeks, right?
1: Yeah, I don't want to hear your bullshit excuses. How, how far away do you guys live from each other now? Uh, uh Nine hours, oh nine god, hours. yeah, that's what I nine said. Nine hours, that's what I said. He could have moved like, just over the border, forty-five, like six, away. half
2: hour, six hundred hour round trip
3: in the <laughs> truck. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. Like it's uh, yeah, it's at least two Phillips. I think on the way up yeah. and down. Nice to know you, you,
1: buddy. Nice so, you.
2: Of course, Steve is twenty-four hours from where yeah. I used to live. Yeah, and right. now we'll tack on another <laughs> nine.
1: i bet if you hopped in an airplane uh it'd probably take you about four four and a half steve's got an extra boat with a sweet trailer set up you guys could launch at the exact same time (laughs) get
3: all rigged up in the parking lot and you'd be good to go (laughs) see that's right hey Joe, you know what it's it's your old boat too you know so it'd be right at home see
1: (laughs) see It's like it was meant to be, bro. It's like a glove. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. Love it. Love it. Steve, we we appreciate you hopping on tonight, man. And dude, so much cool stuff you got going on. And I look forward to uh, all the detailed video and stuff. And I dropped your YouTube channel link in the chat. And uh, for those of you listening on the podcast platforms, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you can go find Steve's channel, make sure you sub to that. So that way you're following and getting those updates as he's releasing it and stuff like that. Do you have a website that you're putting up where people are going to be able to go and purchase this stuff or like, how's that going to work?
3: Yep. It's, uh, it's currently under construction right now. Uh, I I don't have a domain, but I have my, uh, um, I have an e-commerce guru that's working with me right now to, uh, to get the money shots that we need, the, the, the sales footage, uh, to, and also to be able to handle the backend stuff, right. All the payment processing and um, to get that actually launched. So I'm expecting to have um, that launched in live sometime around in August um, so that people can, you know, start buying this equipment, start buying these boxes and these, these racks and these bunks and everything uh, so that they can get ready for the 2023 season. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the markets there for, um, you know, guys that, need an affordable solution to give them that that top tier functionality that just i mean there's a void and that's what i'm feeling
1: love it love it uh shout out your uh, social medias man so people could uh
3: follow you there too bro perfect thank you yeah it's uh so on youtube it's sturgeon steve uh just sturgeon steve and then on uh, uh instagram it is uh scuba cuda 86 scuba cuda 86 i started out i started out doing all the social media stuff on the on the cuda 12 and since i put on a couple of pounds i've <laughs> since graduated from the cudas so that's where that name came from nice nice
1: <laughs> would you change your name to jay what uh, yeah you put on a couple pounds you probably change your name <laughs> too right <laughs> Uh, Dave. uh i'm kidding you probably lost weight dude you've been in tennessee hiking and mountain biking and
2: i mean i want to be uh you know more of an optimist about it but i mean i'm gonna be more of a realist i'm the same uh so say. wherever i've done really good i've made some poor decisions otherwise <laughs> From um, the back end so it's really just a balance. Um, that I'm just trying to keep. You know, I got a rep, you know what I mean? I mean, if I turn up, you know, <laughs> people are going to be like, is that dude sick? I mean, they're not going to know what's going on. You know, they're not going to answer a bunch of weird questions. I was like, no. How long does Jay sick. have? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know. So I'll just keep oh, chasing Oh,
1: man. Game, you know? Love it's
2: it. Like I'm, I'm an old man now.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Right on, man uh steve very much appreciated uh love love all the new stuff and uh, it's cool uh wishing you nothing but love the future with the the endeavor man it's going to be super cool uh Thank you very much. I appreciate it no problem brother jay final thoughts
2: steve once you get everything rocking and rolling come back on yes we'll help we'll, we'll you do an official th- launch uh with everything yes. and you know, that way we can get like, we'll probably have better pictures and all that to present. We can actually bring your site up and show people your site.
3: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I no, see- I really, really appreciate that. Matter of fact, Brian, one of these lockers is coming your way, just so you know. So I need your address so that when we, when we talk again, you will have one of these boxes and you will have the experience and all the pros and cons. You can say what you like about it, what you don't like about it. And, uh, you know, first hand experience, right?
1: Steve you are the fucking man sorry sorry i've been i've been slipping up lately thank you brad no i love it man i love it i look forward to it dude uh very much so uh boys girls if you came in late you could always go back rewatch on the facebook the youtube uh this gets uploaded to the podcast platform should be live in about an hour or so uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in tonight. Uh, next week, we're going to do a little ICAST preview. We're going to have a few people on and uh, talk about some things we're looking forward to seeing down at ICAST this year. And uh, we want to hear what you're looking forward to hearing at or seeing from ICAST. And uh, obviously myself, Jimmy Skinner, Armando Salah. Uh, I know John Rapp's going to be down there, a whole slew of folks, Nicholas Beltran, uh, Mike McKinstry. So um, we look forward to seeing you guys all down there and, uh, you know, bringing you some live content. But we're going to do a little ICAST preview show next week. Uh, So be sure to tune in for that. We're here live every Thursday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. Till next time, boys and girls you can support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at YakGadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related, on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.